You are listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you are interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of Us needs and appreciates all your support. You actually may have seen the work of twin brothers Danny and Michael Filippo online over the past couple of years. They went viral on YouTube for shorts like Ronald McDonald embarks on a relentless rampage in a chicken joint. Harry Potter and Luke Skywalker engage in an epic showdown using wands and lightsabers. Or my favorite, Cookie Monster mercilessly decimating the Power Rangers in a gory spectacle. Yeah! <laughs> These bizarre and comedic battles have propelled the brothers to over 6.7 million subscribers on their YouTube channel, Raka Raka, with more than 1 billion video views. So it would make sense to capitalize on that sort of audience and give these brothers a chance to do a feature film. And now the Australian duo brings their dark imagination and mastery of shock and awe to the big screen with their supernatural horror film, Talk to me. Released by A24, if that gives you any indication of what type of horror you can expect from this movie. It's a mark of quality. That's right. <laughs> you may not recognize the title, but surely you've seen this trailer in the past few months. To remind you, it's the Evil Hand movie. So when a group of friends discover how to conjure spirits by using an embalmed hand, they become hooked on the new thrill, Flatliner style. Until one of them unleashes terrifying supernatural forces, what unfolds may seem similar to The Ring or the more recent Smile. Being Australian, being A24, and being from non-Hollywood types, there are some unexpected surprises in this gory and often brutal movie. But does that translate to a good rating from us here at the Screener Squad? I am T.C. DeWitt, and I am joined by Mike and Frank, fellas... Yes. Fellas, we're an interesting lot to review this movie. Mike, I take you as a horror fan through and through. Is that fair? I mean, you've you've read some of my screenplays. I think it's pretty clear how I feel about horror. <laughs> For myself, I am very scrutinizing when it comes to this genre. I like it. Oh, me too. I like it, but I don't stand for derivative nature of it. And Frank, I don't have a bead on your taste for this <laughs> genre. Where do you land on stuff like this. No, I love horror. I really, I really, really do. I, it's hard for me to find a horror in this day and age to get really overly inspired by. This was a blind watch for me completely. I really oh, only wow. signed on for this film because it was only two of you. And, you know, rule of thumb is we need three. Oh, buddy. <laughs> every review for it to make. So I went for good, for, for karma points for this. <laughs> but uh, no, but I mean, happily though, because um, I don't know, I, I enjoyed this. Yeah, I, I signed on to it because months ago um, it played South by Southwest. I didn't catch it there but i was talking to our uh head chief uh mr chris cox about it and he said it's amazing so when uh the opportunity rose to go see it and review it i'm like well chris usually has very good recommendations mm-hmm. we don't always agree on a lot of movies but 
But you know something, Mike, that's, uh, I know for me, like, my favorite horror movies and for my money, the best horror movies, they find me through other circumstances. It's not like, oh, I heard about this really buzzy title. Mm-hmm. Or, or do you know what I mean? Like, or someone yeah. told me, I, I need to see this. It's not that way. It's usually through something like that. Oh, I, I, I'm, I'm going to sign up on this review to help out my friends. Or I said, oh, you know, you know, something intriguing that got you. I think that's the way that the good horror tends to find its fans. Yeah, that, that is the best kind of horror for me as well. The ones that I stumble into. Oh, glorious. Mm-hmm. What? Uh, rest station bathroom <laughs> horror movie? Let's watch that. <laughs> Like stuff like this, I saw the trailer and I'm in. Yeah, this looks creepy. It had the A24 label on it, so that comes yeah. with a mark of quality. At least, at least at this point, A24 has been pretty damn consistent when it comes to this yeah. branch of the movies they do. Their horror movies tend to affect me the most emotionally. Yes, <laughs> like I remember being on the on the verge of a panic attack watching Green Room, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, right. and then uh, Hereditary. I mean, Jesus Christ! Not since I was seven years old watching Goosebumps have I been like, I ought to sleep with the lights on tonight. <laughs> well, because I think they have a really good balance between the uh, traditionally horrific and ground. They have a good knack for emotional groundedness. Mm-hmm. They have a really good eye for material that that has its feet planted in both sides of the genre and um yeah i mean they keep on hitting hitting it out of the park horror wise and this is the type of a24 movie that kept messing with me after the fact where i would start thinking about it and even from the production side of things going from script to screen these twin brothers they crafted something that even when it felt like it was going into familiar territory they found really interesting ways to try something a little different or give us something so unexpected that I had to look away or I jumped and it was never cheap. <laughs> oh yeah. It's, it gets nasty at points. Yeah. Oh God. It, it does. But my favorite question in any horror film, I mean, well, any film genre really, but especially in horror is like, how are they going to end this? How mm-hmm. could they possibly end this? How could this <laughs> come to a conclusion of any kind? And, um, they did they found a, a good way. one for yeah, my I money. Like so. how they did it. Yeah. 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 Uh, so this has a cast of unfamiliar faces. The only face that was recognizable in here was Miranda Otto, who people might recognize her from Lord of the Rings or Sabrina. Sophie Wilde plays Maya, Joe Bird plays Riley, and Alexandra Jansen plays Jade. They are so good and so natural. And the thing about this movie, this is ripe for crowd-pleasing. This is right in line with like, oh, you liked Evil Dead, you like Scream... This does feel like it's right for that kind of crowd. It, it, it's also, I think it really appeals to people in a young modern audience because a lot of it is predicated on on a TikTok trend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Every year we yeah. see these new TikTok challenges that are dangerous to pull off, but people do it for the clout, you know, for, mm-hmm. to, for the light. That's true. And that is where this movie seems to start off, at least, you know, for the look at the trailer and then the further it goes, it's like, yeah, this is uh, something that's like, what if demonic possession became a TikTok trend. Yeah, that's right. That's how this starts. There's this girl, Hannah, sort of edgy. She's one of the cool girls. She smokes on the curb outside of school, kind of high school girl. (laughs) And her and her buddy have this hand and they keep inviting people over to parties, drinking beer and doing shots and smoking weed and just being general teenagers. But it's like, all right, we're breaking the hand out. Who wants to go first? And... They set this down, everyone rolls camera, you only get 90 seconds, no longer than that, because if it's over 90, the ghost will stay. 
and you take the hand and you just say, talk to me. And boom, in an instant, the person holding the hand sees a ghost sitting in front of them. They don't even show it every time. And sometimes it's more effective when they don't because you, you see that it shows how good the actors are because you see it's like their reaction but without seeing what's there. I agree. It's like showing either one is really effective. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. If you show just the actors, your mind starts imagining what they're saying, which is always fun. Mm-hmm. And then if you show the, if you show the ghost, I mean, that's always like a really interesting, sometimes shocking sight to see. What I really loved about this was that there are some evil presences in this film, but not every spirit they encountered seemed all that evil. To right. Me. Yeah. It seemed like some, a lot of the, uh, you know, the whole unfinished business, mm-hmm. souls that cannot rest uh, motif, which, which, I, which I really like. I, I really appreciated that. Yeah. This hand is like the DMV. It's going to call a number and yeah, you might get a perfectly see. normal person on the other end of things like, hi, I miss my daughter. I'm so yeah. sorry. Or you might get some douchebag who comes up and is like, I'm going to eat your face. Like it's, yeah. it's a gamble. It's a gamble. It's the after, yeah. it's the DMV of the afterlife. Absolutely. <laughs> Without question. Hand is now serving number six, six, six. We got a problem. And therein lies the rest of the plot of this movie is that Maya who has recently suffered a loss, is skeptical that this is a thing. But once she realizes what this can do, there may or may not be an opportunity for her to reach out to a loved one that she has lost. Now, this is practically a monkey's paw situation because it's a lot of like, well, careful what you wish for here. Mm -hmm. Because as we just discussed, you don't know who's going to show up on the other side of that hand, benevolent or benevolent. and, And that's where the horror starts unraveling. And has me as an audience member and, and probably you too as well questioning wait why why what's wait hold up what uh and and the way this clips along and keeps keeps you guessing it kept me on my toes like it, this is very tense it yeah. kept me on my toes yeah they do love that that evil dead type suffers am i speaking to you a spirit of a loved one or is it a malevolent force taking that form mm-hmm. yeah there's always that question mark. I love that it's it's always a question mark, and it, it makes it all the more torturous for you as an audience member because it it, oh, yeah. it has such a hand. No, no pun intended. <laughs> in, gui- in, in guiding where all the characters go, mm-hmm, not mm-hmm. to mention questioning their own reality and their own sanity. Yeah. But that just made for a better experience in, in in that way for my money. Mm-hmm. And, and the characters are compelling. They seem very yeah. real. They are not mm-hmm. perfect, and they're not so damaged that they're jokes. These characters have complicated relationships that feel very much like real teenager relationships, real relationships that people just have. When you have a group of friends who've known each other a long time, there's going to be some triangles within there. Yeah, oh, yeah. And they're all like, I mean, I don't know how else to put it. They're, they're all getting on with it. They're all trying in their lives. Yeah. They do have their own complications and they're, they're, they're actively trying to make their way through them. Mm-hmm. I, I think that just speaks to the, to the groundedness of, of the film. Uh, you know, these are written like real people. Everybody here, even the the Miranda Otto character, who is painted as a very like harsh, not a harsh mother, but a very stern mother, a very mm-hmm. you know, somewhat cynical mother, and yet you know she feels real. You, you you feel like everything that that woman has had to like take on in her life and raising her two children, and when something yeah befalls one of her children, the way she reacts is is totally natural. It's like how much more do I have to put up with <laughs> in this life? And you know, and there's not a false note. In this in this script, yeah. in, in in the face of this fantastic premise, it, it's, it's very very real. She has one of the best jokes in this whole thing. It's just this gag where she's she's certain <laughs> these kids are going to throw a party, so she keeps, "Hey, when's yeah. the party?" Not nah, mom. I don't know what you're talking about. When are the people showing up for the party? It's this very humorous, funny because yeah. it's so so said, "Just give me drinking." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you have sex with my daughter, I will kill you. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's reality. That groundedness in these characters really endeared me to them so that when the horror starts, Jesus Christ, because yeah. I am not kidding. Yeah. There were points where I had to look away for what is happening to these characters. I know. I know. It's all. Oh. Hospital scene, hospital oh, room scene. Mm. The headbanger. That was scene. tough to watch. Yeah, the headbanger scene. Yeah, that was tough to watch. That was very tough to There's watch. There's a scene involving eyeballs that I just. Oh, Ooh, Christ and, and when, when I saw that scene, I don't know if I looked away, but thought, "Oh, we're going there." Mm-hmm. Like that. That's the level where we're going to operate. Well, okay, this. I'm pretty sure I yelled, "God damn!" when that happened. Yeah, and that's an awesome balance <laughs> that these brothers have brought us. Is that it is gory and horrific, and it's going to check off some boxes. If that's what you're into, if you liked the most recent Evil Dead, Evil Dead Rise, I think this is a good companion piece for it. This just has a more indie vibe, a more grounded vibe, because there's no one recognizable in it. It's not technically a major studio releasing it. It's it's a great indie horror movie, and it's a crowd pleaser for many reasons. (laughs) Yeah, it's pure. It's very pure. Uh, But any criticisms or anything in this that we're sitting here just tooting our horns about how much we loved it, but was there anything that really turned you guys away from it at any point? I guess uh, some of the logistics in the third act that the Sophie Miles character has to encounter mm-hmm. in, in, in near the climax, that got a little, not hard to follow for me, but I, I, I had to keep it back a little bit harder than I did before. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you there. But, I mean, that's that, that's like not the worst thing in a movie that already does, like, so much right sure i'm with you on that yeah it's that little bit near the climax where it's like hold up pay attention pay attention but yeah. then as mike mentioned it comes down to that payoff how are they going to end this mm-hmm. i actually think you said it frank how is this going to pay off and goddamn, like yeah. when the credits start to roll <laughs> i just sat back and was like jesus christ yeah <laughs> well, it feels so nightmarish like one it's 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 a fairly ambiguous type of ending it throws some curveballs at you but also we talked about this when we reviewed uh, Bo is afraid. I love hard that plays like a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and especially the last five ten minutes, it feels like you're watching a, a, a nightmare, and uh, that that's something that really drew me to it. And those are the, the kind of horror films that really pull me in. Yeah, it doesn't feel um, too movieish. I guess if that's what you're, if no. that's the right way to put it. What was so interesting though is that before that nightmare sequence of the last like couple of minutes, it's a heart pounding thriller all of a sudden. Oh yeah, yeah, and it's just like, oh wow, and it's just you know, I was just I was blown away. Yeah, all the all the, the twists and turns they pull along the yeah. way. I do yeah. think that if you're not a fan of horror, if you're not a fan of a twenty four style horror, don't even bother. This is yeah. not for you. It wasn't for you to begin with. But if yeah. if anything we're saying here is appealing to you, put this on your list. This is something worth watching. And yes, I, as I said, I'm tough on horror as a genre. I'm I'm not a fan of most slashers outside the classics. Because I don't like oh, yeah. gory for the sake of gory. Me neither. Yeah, yeah. it's like, oh, wow, oh, his sure. insides are the same color as his insides. <laughs> yeah. What do you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I tend to be pretty picky with horror, but A24 tends to, more than anybody really these days, really take chances and swing for the fences, and it's it, it really pulled off very well. Yeah. Is it, it, still, is it still okay to say elevated horror? I know that was getting like a little bit yeah, of some, yeah, some slack for that, that term, but I, <laughs> I you know... Well, I, would, I, I actually of... wouldn't call it elevated horror because I think that's going to turn people off, even who might be drawn yeah. to this. I do yeah. think this is a crowd pleaser. This is a great yeah. scare the audience, make them jump in their seats. But it's smart. It's simple, mm-hmm. but it's smart. And it got under my skin and <laughs> it 
it twisted some nightmare fuel into me. And also when I think of the term elevated horror, I think of movies that are, are like, not, not, it doesn't necessarily make it a bad thing, but like think movies that are kind of a slower burn. Mm-hmm. Like Hereditary, The Witch, It Falls. Well, see, it's so funny because I think of elevated horror as something that doesn't go for the obvious. Well, that's true. That, that's not a good way of putting it. That doesn't adhere to, you know, the blueprints of the conventions or whatever you want to call them and, you know, can really exist purely in the genre but on its own fully, fully on its own terms that's a very that's a good way of putting it too um about well again is that this is a movie that doesn't feel like a slow burn it's just right no. length just right pace like it just mm-hmm. keeps going it's it's never boring uh, um and yeah. that's usually like a, a big mark of, of uh, a good film for me is as long as i'm not bored mm-hmm. and it said like you know i was very thoroughly engaged with this thing why don't you go ahead and roll that into some final thoughts mike give it a rating this isn't gonna be my favorite movie of the year but it's it's up there with one of my favorite horror movies this year. Um, it, it's right up there with I mean, Bo is afraid still more of a comedy, but it's it still has that, those moments of horror, and, and this is like right up there with it. It's 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 a really fantastic film. I really hope that these directors uh, have a fruitful career and continue making really great movies. The, the lead actress, I really hope that she breaks out and, as a big star because she is so good in this. Sophie Wilde. It's, yeah. it's very intense, very scary, and also bonus points. There is a dog in the movie. It does not get hurt. <laughs> Correct. They, <points> they, <laughs> they graciously put him in the hall. Yeah, he's you okay. You cannot say that about all the animals in this movie, but... <laughs> <laughs> Which, what do I say? Yeah. When, we, when we see a certain animal in, in like the, toward the end, I'm like, I love that. Like, that's just perfect. <laughs> I love seeing that, <laughs> that animal surprise cameo at the end. I was like, love it. I love it. <laughs> it's an Australian movie, so pretty big hands of what it is <laughs> but yeah I, I i really loved it and i'm gonna give it i i still I have a hard time giving it nine to tens of things so i'm gonna give it a eight and a half out of ten almost popped eyeballs <laughs> good very good frank yeah i uh I, I went into this blind not knowing what to expect all i had seen was what i guess now iconic image of sophie wilde holding the uh, the hand and uh mm-hmm. um those wonderful wonderful black eyes no i was blown away by this i think i think i think i think that uh these two are such exciting filmmakers they've got such a fresh voice between the two of them and i can't wait to see to see what they do next i think yeah. th- that they are what the genre needs they are a fresh jolt to the genre you know i recently experienced a loss and i was very very taken with how sensitively and beautifully that they dealt with this subject matter they didn't it wasn't there just for scares it had a real poignant to the story you know i think the film is all the is all the better for it and this goes back to what we were saying before about how they were able to balance such an authentic grounded true human story with this story about the afterlife and ghosts and the kind of scares that you do want to have when you go to a horror movie the third act the leading up to the climax it requires a lot more paying attention to if i were watching on blu-ray i probably would rewound it just so i could get some clarification for myself that's just a small little quibble and i think the ending does have even if it even if it's not the ending some people might want to have for this for this for the main character i think there's a real poetry to it and a real bittersweet element to it so um i gotta give this a nine out of ten um oof, ah, white russians because we're going my boyfriend and i are going to a screening of the big lebowski in downtown <laughs> at the paramount at 7 30 he's never seen it before and so nice. um so and that's like that's all i can think of is white russians <laughs> <laughs> well give me something that'll terrify me psychologically over blood splatter anytime but if you can find a balance mm. between the two all the better this yes. movie has a dark story to tell but it also has a rather sad and sensitive one frank mentioned that himself 
this did it for me. It's weird and it's unsettling in very well-crafted ways. It made me jump. It made me look away without ever feeling like I was only reacting to cheap jump scares. The performances are excellent, made all the more interesting simply because everyone has Australian accents and <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> it's a tight 90. It doesn't overstay its welcome. There's a grody realness to this that makes it scarier than if it had the sheen of something like Scream or a big budget Hollywood mm-hmm. trying to look indie. I think it's also the Australian landscape because, you know, it feels like it's not Woodsboro. You know, it's it's it's, it's almost it's like it's almost a little bit foreign to us. You know, and some maybe and maybe that's overthinking it, but that kind of did it for me. Too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm in agreement there. But yeah, this is cool and awful in all the right ways. If you're a horror fan, put this on your watch list. And hey, Hollywood, take note of why this works. Passionate indie filmmakers working with the tools they got and the restrictions put upon them, small and simple, doesn't mean cheap. You give people like this a shot. And you're going to have yourself another James Wan or Tim Miller. This is good stuff. I'm going to give Talk to Me eight and a half out of ten head-banging good times. Oh, there you go. Oh, that's perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Well, guys, I don't know about you, but parties I went to in high school never had supernatural items that conjured ghosts. The worst I ever saw was a very drunk friend projectile vomit over a table and onto another friend's lap who then proceeded to scream like a banshee. So that's close, right? I mean, that's close enough. I mean, he was, you know, communicating with, with something inside of him. So, hey. I mean, there's a lot of death metal and sometimes Dungeons and Dragons. Does that count? As, uh, you were conjuring <laughs> Satan. To my mom, it Satan. was. Satan. Satan. 